one question I get all the time is, Graham, do I have the right business idea? I don't want to go, you know, two years down this road just to figure out that I had the wrong business idea altogether. And I, I love that thought, that thought process and that thinking and that question because you're, you're trying to make the best use of your time. Sometimes I get that question from students who are already in business and they're just wondering because things aren't working as well as they'd hoped it would, is this the right business idea for me? Now, sometimes people are just paralyzed and they need to make a decision. They need to take action. But what I thought I'd do today is help answer that question the way I would answer one of my clients or students if they're stuck or unsure if they have the right business idea. In fact, there are five criteria that you can apply to your business idea to see if it is the right business idea for you. And the key word being for you. You have the freedom to start any kind of business you want. There's a lot of ways to make a living and a lot of ways to make a great living. So you don't have to do one type of business, but you do have to find the business idea that's right for you. I'm going to walk you through those five criteria today. Let's discuss. Welcome to the Graham Cochran Show, where each week I'm unpacking the mindsets, habits, and strategies you need to build a highly profitable and life-giving business. I'm your host, Graham Cochran, pumped to hang out with you today, honored that you would spend some of your day with me, and let's talk about your business idea today. Um, So I'm going to talk to two groups of people, but it's the same criteria. Either you are thinking about starting a business You've got one in mind and you're just trying to see, is this the right business idea? Or you have no idea what business to do and you need some kind of criteria to use to filter through all the potential ideas you could launch. Or I'm speaking to you if you are already in your business and you got a question mark. You're just not sure. And you're a little concerned. You're a little worried. And you maybe have gone down the field a bit. Maybe you're in the wrong business and you just need to back up a little bit. Or maybe you're in the right business and you just need some reassurance. Or maybe you're in the right business, but there's some elements about it that are out of place and we need to get those fixed. I'm going to help you with any of those situations. So if you're in either of those camps, this is going to help you today. Uh, There's a lot of ways to make a living, like I said, but the way I see business and the way I see the purpose of business in our lives, I think there are five criteria for knowing you have the right business idea or picking the right business idea. Would you like to hear them? All right, I'll take that as a yes. I'm gonna walk you through all five. And what I want you to do is do a mental checklist. Does my business idea or the one I'm considering fit all five? If it doesn't, that doesn't mean you're in the wrong business. It might just mean you need to make some adjustments. If you're missing three or more of these, you might need to choose a different business. I'm not sure, but I want you to pay attention. Mental note, check off Do I have, does my business idea fit or pass all five of these tests? And if you do, then yeah, you're in the right business. And if you're missing one or two, we can consider it. But just see where you are and we'll we'll reassess at the end. All right, how to know you have the right business idea? Criteria number one, there's a market for it. It's about as basic as it gets. I did not go to business school. I don't have an MBA, but I'm pretty sure one thing they would tell you about starting a business or owning a business or managing a business is if there's no market for what you're trying to sell, it's the wrong business to be in, friend, because you're going to be broke. The doors are going to close. There has to be a market. Now, 
in today's internet world, you can make the case that there's a market for anything. And you might be right to an extent. So what I mean is a sustainable, profitable market. I don't mean there's seven people on planet Earth who like your weird thing and will buy your weird thing. That's that's great. But A, it's going to be hard to find all seven of those people. And B, once you've sold to those seven people, you're going to run out of people to sell to. You need a market for it. And so that means there needs to be a decent number of people all over the world that want what you have. How do we know there's a market for this? I talk about this in my book, How to Get Paid for What You Know. There's a three-part profitability framework to test your idea, but I'm going to give you the quick rundown here. Number one, there are books being written about this topic. We are in the information product space. That's what I teach. You're a coach, you're an author, you're a speaker, you're a course creator, you're a content creator, you're a creative. So we're talking about information that will help bring transformation to people's lives. Are there books published about this subject? Go to Amazon right now, go to the books category and type in your subject. You know, Ninja star throwing. If that's your thing that you know a lot about, type it in. Are there books being published on this subject? If there are a ton of books, especially physical books that are put out by publishers, not just self-published books, although that self-published books is plenty. There's a huge market for self-published books. But if you've got big-time New York publishers who are publishing books on this subject, you're pretty darn sure there's a market for it because those publishers, guess what? They are a business and they are in business to make a profit. They would not spend money to bind a book, distribute a book, print a book, pay in advance to an author, blah, 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 if they did not think they were going to recoup their advance money and make a profit on the back end. And they've already done the market research for you. They already know. Look, I, I had to submit a proposal Two major publishers to even get a book deal. And what did I have to put in that proposal? A lot of things, but one of them was market research. I had to prove to them that there was a market for the book that I was proposing to write. They wanted to know what audiences are out there. How large are those audiences? Give me some proof. Give me some data. Show me some trends. And this is, this is information people want right now. Show me that there's other books already published. Like, publishers won't even publish a book if there aren't other books already being published on that subject. They don't want to reinvent the wheel. They want sure thing. They want a sure thing. So I had to show them, look, there's already books being published on this subject. And here's how mine is similar to these best-selling books, and here's how mine's unique. They want to know that it's similar to what's working. It's just like music. I grew up in the music space. Record labels are so predictable. They will sign you if you sound like somebody else. You got to sound like somebody else so they can go, oh, he's like One Republic. She's like Taylor Swift. You got to be able to say who they sound like. And every artist and creative is like, I'm different. I'm unique. You don't want to be different, unique. You want to sound like, look like, sound like, be like somebody else. So people can put you in a box that they know sells. But then you also have to be new and different. You have to be like everybody else and new and different at the same time. And that's what I had to pitch in my book proposal to these publishers that, hey, I'm just like Gary Vee. He talks about this stuff. Tim Ferriss talks about this stuff. You know, uh, Chris Gillibout talks about this stuff. Uh, I list all these books. Pat Flynn talks about this stuff. These are all, they all have books. They're all selling tons of copies. I'm like these guys. I'm talking about similar stuff. Okay, good. That's a market that sells. But I'm different because of this this and this. That's why there needs to be a new book from me. And they're like, great. So 
Again, publishers won't publish a book if it's not already something that's working. So just getting on Amazon will tell you if there's a market for it. Are there YouTube channels on it that have more than 10,000 subscribers? And no offense to you if you have less than 10,000 subscribers, but are there lots of YouTube channels that have more than 10,000 subscribers on this subject? That's a good indicator that there's a market for this. Are there Facebook groups, affinity groups around this, this topic? And how many groups are there and how many people are in those groups? If you're seeing tens of thousands of people in Facebook groups around ninja star throwing, you better believe there's a market for this. And are there other products being sold to that audience? It doesn't have to be courses or communities or coaching, but are there other products being sold to that audience? So there's other, you know, businesses who have a different product, but they're selling to the same people. That, that's great news if that's the case. The bigger the market, the more saturated the market, the, the better you know that there is a market for it. And your business idea better have a market or your friend, you're not going to be in business long enough because there ain't going to be enough people to give you money. You need people who have money that want to give you money, who care about the thing that you want to build a business around. Does that make sense? That's the most obvious one. I had to start there because if you don't pass that test, really you can just move on to a new business idea because the other four don't really matter. All right, criteria number two. You have experience and knowledge in this space. Now, it is possible to build a business, even an information product business, around an idea that you don't know anything about. It's just going to be difficult because you can't be the person. You're going to have to own a business and hire some other talent to basically be you. And you can't learn something fast enough to really convince other people that you know something about it. It's not about, hey, I memorized this book. I read three books and now I'm an expert. Again, we're not looking for experts, but you need to be experienced and knowledgeable about the subject for two simple reasons. One, you owe it to your people. How can you lead someone where you've never been? Uh, You're lying if you're leading someone where you've never been. So like, I'll give you an example. There are things that I don't promise my students. I don't promise them and say, look, I'm going to help you make $10 million a year. Even though I'm, I probably could. You know why I don't say that? Because I've never made $10 million in a single year off my business. But I've made a million dollars a year. I've made $2 million a year. I can for sure lead you to make a million to $2 million a year in your business while working five to 10 hours a week. Why can Because I've done it. I do it. But I, I can't get you to eight figures confidently because I've never done that personally and I've never done it for a student. Now, if I've helped people get to eight figures and I haven't gotten there, but I've helped them, once I do either one of those, then I would feel comfortable leading people there because I've done it. You can only teach people what you've done or what you've helped other people do. So you got to have experience in it and knowledge about it because the people you're serving deserve it, right? They deserve to work with someone who knows what they're talking about. You don't have to have a degree. You don't have to have credentials. You don't have to have, you know, expertise. But you have to know what you're talking about. Number two, not only do you owe it to them, but you're not going to convince people if you really don't know what you're talking about. People can sift through the inauthenticity and the fake guru stuff. There's just so much of it out there because people see how lucrative this business model is that they're just like, put a course together, run some ads. They can get Kajabi or ClickFunnels and figure out a funnel. Like, it's not a hard, guys. If you're getting stuck on the tech side of things, it's not a hard. Just apply yourself. Figure it out. Watch some YouTube videos. Figure it out. Anybody can make money doing this. That's the problem. So many people are just abusing it. And eventually, now we're all, we can tell the difference between someone who's real and a guru. 
There's a reason why people like my content. Maybe you like my content. If you're new, welcome. You don't know me. You're checking me out. That's cool. But there's a reason why people like my content. And it's not because I'm great. It's because I'm authentic. Because I tell it like it is. I teach you what I know. I teach you what I've done twice in two different niches, two different businesses, to hobbyists, to business owners, broke people, wealthy people, all the above. And it's real. It's real. And I'm real. So you need to have experience and knowledge in this space. I'm pretty sure you do. These are the easy, these are the layups, friend. These are the, the layup criteria. There's a market for it and you know something about it. I hope to God those two things are true. If they aren't true, you're not in the right business, in my opinion, for this type of ideal business model. You tracking with me so far? Okay. Criteria number three. You can productize the business. Okay, let's let's park here for a second. There's two ways to make money. Sell a service, sell a product as a business. You can own royalties and patents and things like that and get paid differently, but generally it's because you created a product <laughs> or you own a business that you don't run. You own a business uh, that other people run for you. And so you own a business that's selling a product or a service. But at the end of the day, it's all based around products or services. That's it. Everything is a product or service. And so you get to sell either one and you can make a lot of money selling a service. You can make a lot of money selling a product. But friend, you're in the right business and you have the right business idea if you can productize your business. You gotta move away from the service-based business and move towards a product-based business. Why? Because products scale, services don't. Both can scale to a degree. Scaling a service requires a huge team because why? Services take man hours. They take time. Time is finite. You can only work so many hours a day, which means you can only have but so many clients in a week or a month, and you can only charge but so much. You probably aren't charging enough if you have a service, so you could probably increase your rates, and you could probably hustle harder and serve more people, but there's a limit to both of those. There's a limit to both of those. That's why one-on-one coaching, as profitable as it is, has its limits. But if you could take that information that you convey in your one-on-one coaching and productize it, turn it into a product, meaning a course or a you know continuity program, a membership site, a subscription product. Now we're talking. Now we can sell, sell that knowledge, sell that experience to millions of people 24-7 while you're sleeping because now you're not capped by you showing up and doing the thing. You've packaged the thing and it can be sold. Physical products work like this really, really well. Digital products are on a whole nother level, right? So, if you love your service-based business, and I have students and clients that have a great service-based business. I got friend Witty, who's a phenomenal luxury destination wedding photographer, him and his wife, Jess. They love doing that. But when he was working with me, what we were trying to do was productizing his knowledge of how to build a multi-six-figure luxury destination wedding photography business where they get paid tens of thousands of dollars to travel all over the world to beautiful places and photograph weddings. So they get to travel together as a couple, eat good food, fly first class, have a lot of fun on other people's dimes, and then they get paid. It's a great business. And so other people want to know what they know and what they've done. And so guess what? He's, put, he's been putting together courses and content to productize his knowledge so he can scale his income because he doesn't want to keep taking weddings. He can only take but so many weddings and they take a lot because they're flexible and they're, they're willing to grind it out. But there's still a limit even for him. So he wants to add a product to his business. So 
my question for you is, does your business idea allow you to productize what you know? If it's only working because it's a service, I don't think personally it's the right business for you. It's a great business, but at some point it's going to hit its limits. You're going to come back saying, I need a product. 100% you do. Now, you can take just about any service and turn it into a product, but you got to make sure, could I productize the ideas in this business? Could I productize it? That could be a book. It could be a course. It could be a, a, a mastermind because that's a scalable service. It's a, it's a product. You could put a ton of members in and make 20x the amount of money for the same amount of time, 100x. I got a friend, Justin Donald, who runs the Lifestyle Investor, and he has a mastermind. I was looking at joining it, um, and I was on a call with the COO who's running it, and he was telling me, like, how many members? There's like 150 members, 200 members. They meet in person a couple times a year with these incredible events. They have calls each week. They bring in speakers. I mean, it's incredible, and they're all paying like $50,000 a year to be in this thing. Homeboy's got a $6 million a year recurring product that he has to be a part of and service a bit. But that's way more money than trying to coach people one-on-one in way less time. That's what I'm talking about. Can you productize the business? If you can, check mark, great. You're doing great. How are you doing so far? How are you doing so far? Are you passing these first three tests? I hope so. Hey, we'll get back to the episode in just a moment, but I wanted to give you a gift for hanging out with me in today's episode. I want to give you access to a free on-demand video training to teach you how to build your first thousand dollars of passive income in just 30 minutes a day. This workshop is packed with not only the things you need to create passive income, but the order in which you need to create them, how they tie together, templates you can use for swipe copy, scripts you can use, the exact tools that are both free and cheap that you can implement and use today, including how to figure out what your profitable idea is if you haven't launched your business. I cover all of this. I pull back the curtain on my business model that I'm using right now while you're enjoying this episode and how I'm generating a million dollars a year plus in two businesses. It's all inside of this workshop and it's free. I want you to watch it because it is the business model I believe in. If you like what you'll see in this workshop, then you will know that what I'm teaching you has got substance and it's a good fit for you. So watch it, take notes and apply it and you can build an online passive income business off of a free video training. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop. That's grahamcochran.com slash workshop. Now back to the episode. Number four, you can automate most of the business or a lot of the business. You get to determine what that means. Friend, there's so you're living in a great time right now, right? There are so many powerful automation tools that make our lives easier and allow your business to run on autopilot. This is the only way. The fact that my business is a product-based business and largely automated is the only way I can make a couple million dollars a year and have to show up in the office five hours a week. That's the only way. So there's a lot of ways to make a lot of money, but not a lot of ways to make a lot of money and work hardly any hours a week short of having a product-based business and automation. And then there's a lot of ways automation can look. For me, it's tools like evergreen content, content marketing that's working for me 24-7, searchable evergreen content, Lead generation, email marketing, follow-up, funnels. I use Kajabi for all of that. 
all the powerful upsell, downsell stuff at checkout, automatic delivery of products. I mean, this is what allows me to do what I do. And then pair that with the recurring revenue, super powerful. So this business idea you have, could you automate at least 50% of it conservatively? Could you automate at least 50% of it? And if you're not sure, look into it. Do people, are there tools that people use for this? That's, a, that's an important criteria, in my opinion, if you have the right business idea. If you're in business and it's already working, I want to challenge you. I bet you're not automating enough. I bet I'm not automating enough, to be honest. And let me give you a little bonus. Can we give a, have a bonus moment here? Here's a little bonus exercise I want you to do this week. Take an hour out of your, your week, this week. Do it today if you've got the time. Pause this right now if you've got the time. Take out a piece of paper or a notes app or a Google Doc and list out every task your business requires of you. This is for you if you've already started your business. Every task, daily, weekly, monthly, annually. Every task that you're currently doing. It's very simple. And, and be specific. Don't just say film a, a YouTube video every week. Okay. Ideate the video. Script the video or, or get your notes. Film the video. Edit the video. Upload the video. Create a thumbnail. Create a title. Like, like all those things are tasks. Those should all be bullet points. Turn everything, every single thing you do in a day, week, month, year of your business, turn it into a bullet point. Look at it. And then highlight all the things that are currently being automated by a piece of software or a tool. And then look through that list again and see what else could be automated. And if you're not sure, start doing some Google research. Good old Google University, YouTube University. Could I automate? Could, could I have AI make my thumbnails? Could I automate? Like, what else could you automate? Find out. I bet there's something else you can automate that will free up your time and resources. So automation. Can you automate 50% of the business or more? Because at the end of the day, here's what I don't want you to do. And this is what a lot of people are doing, and I'm finding this, is they're building a business where they're trapped. Um, a YouTuber I, I really like, Graham Stephan. Uh, he's got a bunch of YouTube channels, but millions of subscribers. He, he talks about money for millennials and younger. And he was recently interviewed by Ken Coleman um, over at Ramsey Solutions. He's on his show. And it was a very candid interview. I followed Graham for a couple of years, partially because I, I love his name. Graham, it's a great name. Very handsome name, smart name, successful name. <laughs> uh, no, but I love his content and I dork out over money stuff and he's just put out great stuff over the years. He makes really, really good videos. And so two years ago, I heard him in an interview talk about why he doesn't take vacations. And someone was asking him, well, what are, what are some of the dreams you want to have? He's like, well, I really want to go to Europe and have a big trip, and, but I'm not going to do it anytime soon. I'm just, I, I'm, in, I'm in the zone. I, I, he works 16 hours a day. 12 to 16 hours a day. He's putting out video content every day. He does everything himself, like his thumbnails, his title. He does it all himself. Homeboy's making $6 million a year. He's doing great. He's doing great. But he, I, I felt for him in that interview a couple of years ago because he, he, he's like, one day I'll go take a vacation, but I don't, I don't have the time right now. I got, I'm, I'm, this is my time to shine. I'm doing the YouTube thing. And I just said, oh, man. And then just the other day, I saw an interview with him with Ken Coleman and you could just tell that Graham was just, just tired. Tired. And, and he was very honest when Ken asked him about, can you keep up this pace? And he said, I don't think so. He said, I don't think so. I, I, I don't love it as much as I used to. And that scares me. 
I don't, I don't know what to do. And I, I don't know if I want to keep doing it at this, this clip. And I wonder what else is next. And I want to do more things in life. And it was a very honest conversation. And Graham Stephan, if you're watching this, like, man, I applaud you. Not very many people have the guts to say that publicly when you're a very high-profile YouTuber. But what I felt for Graham in both of those interviews, both two years ago, when he's like, no, I just got to go, 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 go. And then this most recent one where he was realizing he wants more is that he's trapped. And, and he's just an example of all of it. We're all trapped if we haven't built a business around a product, not a service, and uploading YouTube videos every day because you make money as many views as you get for that video, that's a service. That's not a product. Now, I upload YouTube videos once a, a month, or excuse me, once a week, but they're all a tool, and I don't have to get a ton of views on them because I have a system that sells a product and is largely automated, so my videos are just lead gen. So he was trapped, and I could be trapped. We could all be trapped and be handsomely paid, handsomely rewarded. Like you could be making five to six million dollars a year like like Graham Stephan is and be trapped. And I don't want you there. I don't want to be there. I, I would love an extra five million dollars a year, but not at the expense of having to work 12 to 16 hours a day and have to keep feeding the beast like that. I don't want you to build something that's so successful that now you're trapped and your lifestyle is so inflated, you're so used to it, your family's used to it, your friends are used to it, the public's used to it, and you're like, I, I can't go back because I don't want to give this up. And that's, that's a tough spot to be. And I'm not judging you if you're there. I would, that would be tough for me. I like my life now. I think it would be hard to go back to making $15 an hour, making $30,000 a year like I did when I was in my early 20s. That would be hard. <laughs> That'd be really hard. I make $30,000 a week right now. I don't want to, <laughs> right? Like that would be so hard. No, I make $30,000 every three days, four days. Oh gosh. See, I, you can't go back. It's so hard to go back. So please don't get successful at something that's trapping you. Think ahead. Think ahead before you become successful because then you have those golden handcuffs and that's tough. It's so tough to walk away from. Okay. And number five. This is related to being trapped and automating. Number five, the way to know that you have the right business idea is that the business is life-giving. Life-giving, not life-taking. Okay, this is a phrase that you hear me use it a lot on the show. And here's three criteria for how to know if your business is life-giving. You ready? Number one, you enjoy it. You enjoy it. Life's too short to build a business or do work you don't enjoy. There's so many ways to make a living doing something you enjoy. Guys, guys are making money eating pizza. Guys are making money talking about football. Guys are making money talking about Star Wars. Friend, why make money doing something you don't like or only half like if you can make money eating pizza talking about football or Star Wars? Come on, what kind of world are we living in, right? We are living in the greatest, there is no excuse to do boring work. No excuse. Maybe for a season, maybe while you build your business, fine. But have a vision to do work and build a business you enjoy. It's stupid to pick something you don't enjoy. So do something you enjoy. And think about this. Is it something that you would enjoy doing and talking about for the next 10 years? It's hard to know the future, but just honestly, this is something you think you would enjoy for the next 10 years. Think long-term, not short-term. 
Don't do, build a business around a trend because you'll burn out, it'll burn out. Build a business around something you really love and you, you could do and talk about for the next 10 years. So you know it's life-giving if you enjoy it. It's life-giving if it fits your life. Most business owners are sold the bill of goods of hustle and grind. Hustle and grind. You don't need either of those to be successful. And you certainly don't want to be doing either of those because what? It You'll grind away and hustle and you, you, you're giving up your life for the business. That's by definition what grinding it out is, hustling is. So you're literally saying, I'm gonna trade my life for this business. Don't make that trade. Please don't make that trade. It's not an either or. But you have to You have to, and I just talked about this at at the Kajabi Heroes Live um, conference in Austin um, on the VIP day. I did a talk and a workshop on how to scale your business without burning out, and we were talking about building a life-giving business. And listen, what I told them was, if you focus on growing a profitable business, you will likely give up your life in the process. But if you focus on building a life-giving business, a business that fits in your actual life, your season of life, your schedule, the, the commitments and responsibilities you have, the things you care about and love, if you build a business that fits your life, you'll have both life and growth. If you focus on growth, you'll have growth but no life. If you focus on life-giving, you'll have life and growth. It's not either or. You don't trade one for the other. You get both, but you have to put life first, the growth and the business and the money comes second. Does this make sense? So it's life-giving if you enjoy it. It's life-giving if it fits your life. Are you married? It's got to fit your life with your spouse. Do you have kids? It's got to fit your life with your kids. And that, that, might, that might mean you grow slower than her over there who has no kids might mean you go slower than him over there that can work 14 hours a day. I can't, I can't keep up with Graham Stephan. I don't, I don't have that kind of time. I got to take my kids to dance and cheerleading and gymnastics or whatever the thing is of the day, right? I, I go to church. I, I, I lead a Bible study. Like I, I've got stuff I got to do, stuff I want to do. I take Fridays off to be with my wife, date day. Like I don't have time to crush it like Graham Stephan does. That's okay. Business fits my life. You enjoy it. It fits your life. And number three, it gives you energy. Do you leave your workday beat down, exhausted? Whew, just got to get through this week. Hey, and we've all been there. And I've even had seasons of that in my businesses, and I love my businesses. Sometimes it happens for a season. If that's your every day, if that's 80% of your days, something's wrong. Your business is life-giving if you leave the day, leave your desk, leave your laptop, and you are freaking pumped up because you just got to do the thing you love, help incredible people, you're a world changer, and money's hitting your bank account, and you're like, Lord Jesus, thank you so much that I get to do what I was created to do, what I love to do, that impacts the world, and I get paid for it. This is incredible. I'm fired up right now. There's different things that fire each one of us up. There's different things that give us energy. You know what doesn't give me energy? Writing blog posts. And I've written thousands of them. I don't write them anymore, but I did for years and years and years. That doesn't give me energy. It did for a season. You know what gives me energy? Doing this podcast. I love hitting record and talking to you. I love this. You know what gives me energy? Being on other people's podcasts and being interviewed by them. It gives me energy to interview incredible guests on my podcast and learn from them. I love coaching people, especially in the group coaching setting. I love that. I love writing my book. Like I'm working on book number two right now. 
It's almost done. Manuscript's almost turned in. It's going to blow your mind. It's going to change your life. I like public speaking. I love the energy of the stage. I love being able to travel. So I incorporate all of these things into my business. Gives me life, right? Gives me energy. So is the business life-giving? How did you do on the test? All right? Of those five, those five criteria to know if you have the right business idea, how many of those five did you get? Five out of five, four out of five, three, two, one, zero. There's a market for it. You've experienced and knowledge in that space. You can productize the business. You can automate most of the business or a lot of it, and the business is life-giving. Score yourself. Leave a comment below. Score yourself. And then tell me, what was your biggest light bulb moment? Are you in the right business or not? What was your biggest light bulb moment? What was your score? I want you to process this in the comments. And if you're listening to the podcast version, I want you to process this now as soon as you can. Tell yourself, you know, like you instinctively know, hmm, that's off, or I feel good about that. Maybe you've got all five, and this just gave you so much clarity that hopefully you're you're motivated to go out there and keep crushing it. I hope that too. I want you to build a great business, but I want you to build the right business for you. All right, friend. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for hanging out with me. You're incredible. Appreciate your time. Your time is literally the most valuable thing you have, and you gave me a solid 30 minutes of it. So thank you for your time today. I hope this is valuable to you and is helping push you down the field a little bit further to your goals and dreams as you build a business and a life that you love. I'll see you on another episode real soon.